So our guests today are two wonderful ladies, Megan and Corinne from Replenish, who will not hesitate to let you know that they are not marketers at all. At, oh, at all? At all. We'll do it again. Uh, these, these two ladies are from marketing, these from two, Replenish. These two ladies are from <laughs> Replenish, yeah, and they, uh, they will not. <laughs> Wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I listened to a podcast yesterday where that same thing happened when they did, they did an impression of the same guy. <laughs> What's happening? Who put the simulation together? You're listening to Marketing Major with Alex and Mo, a podcast by students for people who are curious about marketing. Welcome back, you guys. Another another day, another episode. Very exciting episode. Not just any episode today. Yeah, we got a little we got a little local business. It's gonna mm. be exciting. They're gonna be a fun hangout. But first, sorry, um, I have a bit of a bone to pick. I was just on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a post. And I mean, depending on when this is come, this comes out, this might be long gone. But Adidas is doing a Miles Morales like shoe, like a Miles Morales inspired shoe. And this very is cool. very cool, but mm-hmm. this is my, I got a bone to pick. Pick it, pick it. <laughs> because I dare anybody who's watched Spider-Verse and pays attention to shoes in Spider-Verse <laughs> knows that this man was wearing Jordans. Mm-hmm. And now Adidas are doing what? Are you are you sure? Where's the integrity? Ladies well, here's the thing. I don't think there was like any sort of endorsement by Air Jordan for the first movie. I would imagine in this new movie that's going that they're working on, um he's going to be rocking some Adidas's. Unbelievable. I know. Although like come on like checks over stripes like everyone knows everybody <laughs> some like to pretend but everyone knows so it's a nike thing yeah um okay you're not so my question nike is today by the way yeah. uh, uh yes i am my socks but, are nike <laughs> oh got me we again love nike on the pod <laughs> very oh wow thank you for i believed you you didn't <laughs> yeah you didn't need I mean, to but i'm glad wrong, you did nothing wrong with some proof you know that's true. In this anyway. age of fake news, you need your evidence, you know. <laughs> God. Um, I have a little bit of a surprise for you guys, more so for Jenea, but at least for everybody. Um, Thanks, man. Jenea, you know, you know that Michelle is a very big fan of yours. Oh. You know this, you know this yeah. already, right? Yeah. Well, I happen of, to I have. Know. I happen to have. Um, a very candid recording of a short conversation between me and Michelle, and I'll just play it. Uh, have it on my phone here. And she's we'll going see. to hate this, and I love it. Who's who's going to hate it? Michelle. Oh, no, I, got she know? I got permission. I got permission. Oh, I made it very clear. I had to, I had to <laughs> because like you're lucky. You're lucky. Oh. No, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not just. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you catch. That's how you know if she's listening to the pod or not. <laughs> oh, she's a fan. That, okay, yeah, she's definitely good. listening. Okay, are we ready? Yes. And tell me, like, if you can hear it well. If it's like too loud, I'll just like redo it. 
like? She sounds like, uh, what are those things called? Campanitas. Um, kind of like Jingle Bells. Like, it's just really happy sound. Yeah. I like her voice. I think she should interview everybody. So you just need to peace out. Yeah. Maybe work in the background and she can be the star of the show. That's all I have to say about it. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. She also, what's it called? She's a little funnier sometimes, I'll be honest. I would, say, I, would say, I would say way funnier. Yeah, she has, like, she says some funny, funny shit on there. Wow. What do we think about so that? Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart right now. My I was like, I have hurt. to record this and play it for them on the show. Wow. Oh. For, Michelle, for... be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, also, you haven't met me yet. Why are you roasting me? <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, you're right. She's she, that was a bit harsher for her on your. No, end, no, no. I'm so just, sorry. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> come on now, at least, at least say hi first. My goodness. Yeah, but I, I, like, some, 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 um, definitely some premature judgment there on her end. But I, I don't think she's wrong. I don't think she's wrong. No, absolutely not. The, the pros definitely, outweigh the cons definitely the best sounding and the funniest one and should definitely just take the lead from here on out and we'll just how about this me and alex can start editing and doing the instagram stuff <laughs> and then you can just do like the one man show or the one woman show apologies um, i don't know how to tell you but like if we take over the instagram like oh, it's that gonna be goes so downhill shitty. too you know what i mean like there's no winning <laughs> yeah yeah, oh any God, of us take like Janae's spot, and we're definitely going to be worse off as a whole. Like, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, you guys are so sweet. I'm feeling the love right now. Oh, yeah, that good. was honestly such a good clip. Like, if yeah, that's like a that was that's a proper like interlude track on like a mixtape or anything. Yeah. you know those like, like yeah. voice recording ones. <gasps> yeah, like, mm. like, the, like his mom leaves him a message about like yeah. you know. Don't worry about the haters, you know, just keep grinding, <laughs> baby. I know you can do this. Set <laughs> the end of the track. 100%. So when Janea makes it big, I'll send uh, you the I'll send you the clip, Janea. You can play it wherever it's Please track. do. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, she's your number one fan. And um, I just thought you should know. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. That is so freaking sweet. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. My partner Lauren is in the exact same boat. Like I think that was yeah. her first comment too, was just she's so lovely I, I love listening to her make sure she comes back i was like listen oh, yeah. <laughs> she has to like <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh, oh, <sighs> no. alex what are you drinking bud just water in a mug just because yeah man it's uh it's all about elegance <laughs> i was i was gonna do like i was hoping it was coffee or some sort of mm. Nope. That it's kind just of out beverage. of a mug, you just like, ooh, you know, ooh, you feel cozy. Even though Isn't it's it not cold warm? water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like ever, the coldest. Ever... Like, no, go, it's, that doesn't hurt my teeth. All right. <laughs> you ever, you ever. It didn't just... come from a kettle either. <laughs> you ever just cozy up with a lukewarm mug of water? <laughs> mm. Just what you need. Uh, elevator, elevator Tuesday pitch, night. but they have to pitch a lukewarm <laughs> glass of water. water. Alex, go. I love we'll it. We'll elevator that pitch. Up. Go. Um, it's all about the. It's all about the packaging. Uh, if you put it in a glass, it's gonna suck. But if you put it in a mug, uh, you're snug as a bug. 
Yeah, that's that's nice actually. That's I'm sold. I'll go get me one right now. <laughs> the tutorial, the the first level is always on easy mode, so <laughs> it's always easy to beat the first one, and then then once you get into it. But speaking speaking of beverages as a whole, um, I think like this week or last week, holiday bevs are in. Do we partake yeah. in the holiday bev? I want to so bad. What do you I'm, mean by that? I'm just so scared of ordering <laughs> drinks that are fancy because it just feels like there's too many moving parts. You're right. There are too many moving parts. And that's why I like exclusively order on like the app. Like I'm I'm a big Starbucks oh, guy. Like, yes. you, there's, there's no there's no denying it. And like no one, it's not a secret. And but regardless, I've been like drinking Starbucks for years, but I'm still extremely embarrassed to like list out my ridiculously like long order or just like order something different and try to like customize it so i just put it in the app and i show up i'm like hello picking up for mo grab my drink and i'm out like, si- like- simplify it very simple yeah. like no need you to do it ahead of time you have time yep. to think about it yep yeah you're not on the spot like stressed out about it. it's not so much on the spot like i know what i want i just don't want to say it <laughs> you know what i mean like i'd rather just like input it into an, a, a digital screen this is what's wrong with this with this generation i just want to input it into a digital screen and just show up minimal conversation although i'll chat them up sometimes while i'm waiting but i don't want to talk about the drink i'll talk about your day you don't want to expose yourself like that like your drink choices are for you yeah and maybe like- the label but they're not for everybody in the cafe. I'll just I'll just sound so obnoxious and pretentious, like just like on and on about like how I want to customize this drink is. Mm. And I then they yell it out that. after too in front of everyone. Yeah, like, and it's just too long. <laughs> like they're yelling for three minutes. You're like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> like it's just too much. It's too much. But but and the reason I brought up the holiday bevs is because I just think they're simply too sweet. Like mm. just because you add sugar to a a drink doesn't make it a holiday beverage like yeah. that that's not like just you can make it taste reasonable but yeah market it as a holiday beverage but like just adding tons of caramel and tons of whatever gingerbread it just i don't know i'm i think it could be done better thoughts i agree i agree i yeah. mean i think i definitely was like a more of like a holiday bev kind of gal but i think i've kind of moved away from it a little bit but it's, it's almost like for a sweet treat, you know, once in a while, it hits the spot for sure. What moved you away from it? Um, oh, I'm going to sound so pretentious, like, but <laughs> I, I just don't really go to like Starbucks and stuff anymore. I'm more so just like a cafe kind of gal. So I'll just go with like whatever they got. So yeah, I they don't really have like the pumpkin spice latte kind of vibes, but <laughs> In the in the beginning of like this entire quarantine thing and like other local businesses were struggling, I definitely like boycotted. There was like questionable Starbucks stuff going on too at the time, so mm-hmm. I did a pretty cold turkey like boycott of Starbucks, and I just like supported the local and stuff. But like I live on the like very 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 north side. Yeah, there's no nice cafes here, so <laughs> and I'm not about to drive thirty minutes there and thirty minutes back for a coffee every day. So. As much as totally. I, I would love to support local cafes, and I do when I'm in the area, it's just not uh, economical from my end, unfortunately. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, even I feel that. I used to live on Jasper Ave, and now I live in suburbia. <laughs> and I mm. definitely feel that I the closest cafe suburbia. is square one, and I'd have to drive there. So, yeah. 
complaining. I feel like half the battle with uh, half the battle with the uh, the holiday bevs are just the cup. Yeah, they're True. so they just make you feel good. This it's is nice. to your point, Mo, about like you don't got to try so hard with the sweet or the whatever. Yeah. Like take take a step back, make it kind of cool, make it kind of funky, yeah. and the cup does half of the work anyway. Yeah, honestly. You you probably put some uh, put some lukewarm warm water in a holiday cup and bada bing bada boom it's a holiday drink. It's all about packaging. <laughs> it's all, all about, about packaging, the packaging. Baby. Hey, it's all marketing, baby. So it's, it's all marketing, baby. <laughs> uh. No ethical consumption under capitalism, unless. Uh, this episode, we are talking to Megan and Corinne of Replenish Yeg. It is a zero waste refillery here in the city, and we're really excited to chat with them about their approach to navigating marketing versus capitalism and sustainability. It's going to be great. You guys are going to enjoy it so much. And uh, yeah, listen on. Okay, there I am. There you are. Oh, oh here I am. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm here too. Our other awesome. friend is here. Oh. Gonna, Amazing. We Who's don't this? Have this is Elliot. He's the store mascot. Oh. Um, I'm trying really hard to make him understand he needs to stay quiet. We'll see how it goes. Right, bud? I think he yeah. should be good. So to our listeners, we're talking about a dog, not another human being right now. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's much better than another human being. 100%. Okay. How are you two doing? You guys just wrapped up at the store not too long ago. Yeah. It was a very good day at the store. Yeah. Current yeah. today. It was super busy. So yeah. very busy. That's good. Yeah, That's a good, good thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. is, is this your first like full winter in business? I know you guys are fairly new. Is first or second? I guess second, right? Because we started in January. Okay. Yeah. So we we have been through a winter, but mind you, the winter we went through was not a COVID winter. So and was also wasn't holiday season. Yeah. I'm about to it's say first holiday season. Yeah. yeah, it's our first Christmas, which we had like the, these great intentions of mm-hmm. doing something for Christmas, and it's been too busy. So at this point, we're just going to try and keep things on the shelves. <laughs> That's like a good strategy yep. to have as a business owner. <laughs> This doesn't necessarily align with like a zero waste mm-hmm. idea. Like personally, I'm not a, a big Christmas person. I'm not a big consumer. So we mm. thought, you know, so our customers might be. So I was like, oh, well, I'll get like maybe some bulk dried oranges or like things they can make their own ornaments with. But to do that, I would have to dry oranges. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I have time for that. That sounds, that sounds like too much work. But yeah, you're right. Christmas has become a very like consumerist holiday. Like it's very capitalist now. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, before we get into like all the nitty gritty, let's just do some intros. So I'll let you go one at a time. Let us know who who are you? <laughs> okay, so I'm Corinne. I'm one of the co-owners of Replenish. Um, what about education, right? Sure, we can get into that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a history degree from U of A and a master's in library and information science from Western University. And then previous to Replenish and actually during most of 
replenishes existence. I was a school librarian for the Edmonton Public School Board. And now I am only a replenish employee slash co-owner. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm Megan. I am the other co-owner of Replenish. Um, my education history, I guess, is I have bits and pieces of a BA, some from U of A, some from McEwen. Um, I worked on that for a while and then I kind of gave up on it. And um, I ended up getting a diploma from McEwen in speech language pathology assistant program. Um, so before Replenish, I was working for Edmonton Public Schools in their um, early learning program and then eventually in their inclusive learning program. So I traveled all over the city and met all kinds of kids and helped them communicate. Cool. So you were going to just like pursue like a career in education. That was your plan. That's kind of what it was before Replenish came about. No, not no? necessarily. <laughs> I, um, I went into the program that I went into because I was, like I said, kind of chipping away at that BA, but I had to work full time. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was doing it pretty slowly. And there I was majoring in psychology and there's not much. I mean, there probably is, but in my research, I didn't find a lot that I could do with that. And I knew I would need a master's and that was going to be a lot more money and a lot more time. So I did the diploma um, just so I could kind of get into the workforce right away. Um, mm -hmm. And I was very interested in, in speech and, and language, and I thought I probably would pursue a master's one day, but I don't think I ever would have stayed in the same job or necessarily even the same career path for all that long. Yeah, That's I never felt like I would be doing librarianship for very long either. Yeah. Felt like That's fair. So then, like whatever oh. else. so then where did the idea for Replenish come from between the two? Um, it was Megan. Initially, well, so my husband's a business owner as well. Um, and we've been together 10 years. So I knew him before he started this business and kind of when he was getting started and supported him a lot in that. And I've always wanted to work for myself. Um, but I kind of thought it was something that I would do when I was a little more financially stable or, you know, if I decided to have kids, I would do it after that or whatever. I was always kind of putting it off. Uh, but you know, I would have discussions with him almost every night over dinner about all these business ideas I had. Um, and we would kind of just wax poetic. And then I was actually at home alone one day on a day off. I was cleaning the house and I had the idea for a refillery. And I was like, no, that's a really good one. <laughs> so he encouraged me to uh, actually register my company immediately. So I did it within probably about a week or so of having the idea. Wow. And then Corinne and I are really good friends. So she was over for wine one night and I had received a few samples from one supplier already. Like I was in the very early stages and I started to kind of pitch it to her, but I also didn't want to pitch it in case she didn't want to do it. So I was just good, like talking around the idea <laughs> a little bit. And uh, before I even had the opportunity, she was yeah, like, I just jumped in. Yeah, she <laughs> was like, yes, I would like to do that with you, please. And thank <laughs> you. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, we had yeah. an official meeting the next day. Like, I asked her for coffee, which was a very weird yeah, thing it was super weird. for us. Like, I would usually be like, come <laughs> eat your coffee. Um, but we talked about it then, and we've always been kind of anti-consumerism, anti-capitalism, um, very eco-friendly people. So yeah, like, definitely a natural fit. Yeah, it makes sense for us. So that's kind of like where it came from. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it, it's very funny that you like asked her out for coffee, like she was like a, like an investor or something, because 
she actually did. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, screen. I don't know if I want to sell these screens, Megan. What are you getting at? And then when I understood what she was saying, I was like, oh, no, this is wonderful. I'm well, gonna it's, do it. it felt like a really big ask. And, you know, it was I was only on my own, like, out of this whole experience. I was on my own for about two weeks, right? So Corinne has built this business from the ground up with me. But when I was first starting it, I understood that meant a lot of sacrifice and it meant that it might not be making money. It meant that it would be working two jobs. And it just felt like such a big ask that I wanted the opportunity to actually sit down and say like, this is what you're getting into, you know, and it's okay if you want to say no after you already said yes or whatever. Mm. So that's why I did our weird coffee yeah. date. Um, but yeah, no, she, she got on board within like five seconds of the pitch and has not gotten off board since. So that's true. I forgot that I said that like, I'll give it a few months. And if I don't like it, I <laughs> oh, want yeah. to clean out. I was like, you know, and I and gave her that never, out. Yeah. I never got up. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's still working out. Cause, cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions of like going into business with your friend and yeah. you know, so like, how has that balance been between like the friendship and like the business partner relationship? Actually really good. Yeah. Been pretty yeah. lucky. Like, Corinne and I actually met as roommates. Yeah. So I moved into her house without yeah. knowing her. Um, mm -hmm. It was a mutual friend that was moving in and invited me to move in as well. So I met Corinne when we were, we were younger. I mean, yeah, I think I moved there 20? when I was 20 or 21. Yeah. yeah. Um, and both of us had a very shared interest in going out to the bar. Yes. Which we really <laughs> wasn't necessarily into. So once we figured out we had that in common, Corinne lived downstairs and I lived upstairs. And... I think both of us, like I would creep to the top of the stairs and she would be at the bottom and we'd kind of do this awkward, like, hey, is tonight happening? Or do you want to go do something? And it was always like, yes. Yeah. Always, yeah. But, and then, so we lived together. Like I, I lived upstairs. Eventually I moved downstairs with her for a while and then mm -hmm. I moved out. And Corinne's actually super close with my husband as well. Yeah. So we've had a really close relationship over the years. And um, I think we've already dealt with a lot of the tough stuff you know, personally. So going into business, there's, I knew her character and she knew mine. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't fight. I mean, there's a little bit of passive aggression. Yeah. But we're very good at calling it out right away too. Oh yeah. The second things get tense, someone in the room is going to be like, this is weird. Yeah. It needs to stop. <laughs> and then it's awkward for, for a sure. while and you're and like, I was over weird. Yeah. 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 And then we get over it, but we try and be pretty open, you know, mm -hmm. or even if we're having a bad day, we try and come in and say, Hey, just so you know, this isn't about you. Today was going to suck regardless. Yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of <laughs> stuck in it with me kind of thing. And so. we also still hang out as friends without really talking about replenish pretty mm. often mm. which I think is very lucky and not a lot of friends who are business partners can really pull that off yeah it somehow becomes all about the business but we've never well so far haven't done that which is nice I think that's when it doesn't work out you yeah. know like when the business takes over the friendship and then you're just business partners and it's just not working out anymore I think that's why there's that like because I've been given that advice before about like business owners like they're like tell me like never go into business with your friend it's a terrible idea it's just gonna get messy but i, I think it i think you can you just gotta set boundaries yeah 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 well i think setting boundaries and also 
knowing your, if your personalities are going to mesh properly, maybe also, yeah. you know, like we have very different strengths when it comes to our business. So we're never really stepping on the other's toes. Yeah. Too. We, we separate tasks pretty mm -hmm. clearly. And naturally it was very yeah. natural, which ones some of us were going to be better at and which ones the other. Was but I think take also on. just like in terms of other people's behavior, if you, assume that someone's out to get you or they did that to upset me or to hurt me or whatever like you know that's not fair so mm -hmm. I think both of us try and assume the best of any behavior you know so yeah. right if I'm in a bad mood I would hope that Corinne would say like well it's probably not about me you know it's probably about something else and then you know those wires don't get crossed you know when you don't immediately make that assumption like, I guess when you're more generous about your assumptions about other people, that, that tends to help. I and mean, I think we are that way together. I mean, I have a burn book of everything Megan has done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. whip it out later. Yeah. You know what? Have us back on in a year when yeah, it's completely we'll dissolved and Corinne's just going to have this list that it started months <laughs> ago. <laughs> like replenishing we're oh, replenish where are they now you know like yeah. one year later a little follow-up yeah <laughs> i just realized that we've been just like saying replenish and the business but for not everyone might be familiar with replenish so let's do a quick like rundown little pitch of what replenish is okay so replenish is a refillery and zero waste store um, so first and foremost, we are a refillery, which means that any consumable that you have in your home, um, you can buy from us without excess plastic. So that means bringing in old containers and refilling shampoo, conditioner, body wash, laundry soap, toothpaste, um, kind of anything that you have to buy consistently and usually with plastic. Um, and as we've grown, we've brought in a lot of other products that are, you know, zero waste in terms of being compostable or recyclable or indefinitely usable. So in a nutshell, it's a store where you can kind of buy anything that you would buy at a drugstore uh, without the added packaging um, or, you know, garbage. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. And every product that we do have in bulk checks all the boxes for biodegradable, septic safe, natural, um, yeah, naturally fragrance, that kind of stuff. So that you're not, once those go down the drain, you're not adding any strain on the environment either. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And it's just, it's just you two working that business right from the start to now. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's getting to the point now yeah. that it's almost unmanageable and I think we're going to push it to the point that it's completely out of control but yeah. you know we talk about hiring employees but one thing that's important to us is to pay a living wage mm. um, so okay. right now if we were to hire a couple people it would have to be minimum wage and honestly I'd rather kind of struggle through it until the point that that we can support employees you know mm -hmm. ethically yeah for so sure hopefully soon we can do that that's super cool. You guys do that. I don't think a lot of businesses consider that they kind of just look at the cheapest option and go with it. But I would actually argue that you're not the only two employees. I mean, like the dogs and the rabbit, like, <laughs> like they, they are like your, like the heart of your marketing. Like, and I think I just want, I'm just, at, I want to ask like, what is the wage you're paying them? Like what, what are they getting out of it? What's their benefits? Look, Elliot, <laughs> the dog gets to hang out with people 24 seven because okay. we're literally never apart. I feel like 
that's a good paycheck. I mean, yeah. You know, my company all day. Well, and my rabbit. I've had my rabbit for seven years. I got her as a Valentine's gift. And um, (laughs) she's come to every job I've ever had. So I worked retail before I got into um, speech and language. And she, when she was a baby, she had a little cage that we kept under a table there. And then when I worked in speech and language, I would bring her in as a therapy animal and she would spend time with kids that um, mostly with anxiety issues that struggled to talk. And that was pretty cool. She didn't get to come in a lot, but when she did, I was so excited. And um, and then with Replenish, it seemed like naturally, if I could bring her, why wouldn't I? You know, because when someone walks in the door and they see a bunny, like, is there any bigger day brightener than an unexpected bunny? Really? I'll buy one of everything. I'll buy yeah. one of everything as soon as <laughs> I see a bunny. Answer. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. You know, we got a cute little puppy, we got a cute little bunny, and, you know, your wallets. (laughs) It has come to the point that people um, demand an animal. Yes, they do. (laughs) uh, When they walk in. But usually there's at least one there, so that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Are we looking to expand maybe, like, the... The, the amount of pets in store, maybe like just a bigger team. It sounds like you guys need more employees. And yeah. well, I have a dog as well. So I have a big dog. Her name's Honey, and she's so sweet, but she's so big and she can be a little bit scary. So she came in. I tried to bring her in for about a week. And when Elliot sits at the back door, there's a glass door at the back of the store where the dogs hang out in the back and people can see them. When Elliot sits there and paws at the door, they go, oh, that's so sweet. And when my dog does it, they're like, is she going to break that? Like, is it okay? <laughs> like, how close should I stand to the exit no, for safety reasons? So she has to stay home. She's two. I'm hoping like in the next couple of years, we're going to get her trained up and she will definitely be there as well. Yeah. And I can only assume Corinne's going to continue to adopt dog after dog. And um, it'll just be a pet store. For the good of the store. For the good of the store, you have to. Yeah, no, exactly. It's the health of our business. Yeah. What what are are the rules against having a refillery slash pet store as a business? Like, I don't... Who says you can't? Exactly. Yeah. Wild, wild west. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Temperatures start dropping 15 degrees overnight, just like that. By the time you've finished working at 4.30, it's pitch black outside. Going on walks may clear your head, but the rest of your body is all clenched up now. Winter's tough, y'all, and it's here to stay. But hear me out. Layers. That's right, layers. A fashion renaissance that comes around every year around this time. Feeling cold? Throw on an extra layer. Looking to elevate your outfit? Throw on an extra layer. It's killing two birds with one stone. It's form meets function, people. Whether it's sliding a turtleneck underneath or throwing a cardigan on top, the combinations are absolutely limitless. Winter is going to get hard at times, no matter what. But layers are always going to be there as a pick-me-up. Tis the season to look 10 out of 10 every dang day and stay comfy while doing it. So dive into that wardrobe and start layering today.
um let's so let's let's go let's go into like the nitty-gritty of the business and the marketing and like because we want to we want to talk about how how much effort you put into like ethical and sustainable marketing and all that sort of stuff so like how early on did you decide that like everything we do is going to be ethical like down to like the very simple small things in our marketing and like advertising we decided that so much as had, it was dictated by our personalities you know like yeah. we knew every product we had in had to be zero waste and good for the environment and all that kind of stuff and it just kind of naturally led to yeah our marketing yeah you know like it, it felt like any other kind of marketing just wouldn't fit the the mission, the brand. Well, and I think, yeah. like I kind of alluded to this before, but Corinne and I are not consumers as such, and we never kind of have been. Um, and, you know, long before Replenish was ever discussed, we would talk about how annoying and patronizing it was, like all the advertising um, that's just, you're constantly barraged by, you know, like I, I didn't invite anyone into my home to sell me things, but I'm in my home all the time being sold things, whether it's on the TV or on my phone. Or on the bottles. Or on the bottles. Like once you mm -hmm. buy something, you can't buy shampoo without having it shame you, you know, when you're in the shower saying, you know, your hair could be silkier, it could be shinier, it should yeah. be. <laughs> so buy me again. Buy you me know. again, you know, rinse mm. and repeat me twice. So yeah, that was something that we kind of already had a, a shared outlook on. Um, and when we started our business, there was, we didn't know what we were doing. So there was never a discussion about how are we going to advertise this? Mm -hmm. Right. It kind of came up naturally. And then when opportunities would come up, like Instagram would be like, you can pay for advertising we'd see that and kind of look at each other and be like, well, who are they advertising to and what are they advertising? And, mm -hmm. you know, like what kind of information they already taking from us that we have never, you know, chosen to, to give them, which already felt slimy. Yeah. So I guess yeah, that's why, sure. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We're a little more stringent about it now. It's become a discussion. It didn't yeah. start that way. Yeah, that's true. And, and so what kind of business, like prior knowledge about marketing or business did you have, if any, kind of going into it? Because obviously there's this idea of like being super ethical and whatnot. Like, was there something along the way that kind of helped you build it into, into the ethical business that it is? Or did you end up having an idea and then having to have this whole other process of like learning how to actually pull all of that off? I will say that in my MLIS, um, I did have a few classes on what it would be like to run a library, write for grants, um, you know, that kind of stuff that kind of ties into the business side of it. Because, yeah, in the MLIS, you're learning to manage the whole library. So there's there's definitely a business and financial side to it. Sorry, um, what's, what's MLIS? A master's in library and information science. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So I had some knowledge of just like how, yeah, I guess a business or not even a business, but how organization. Yeah, exactly. It had to be run. Like you do have to make money. You do have to get your, you know, program or or event or whatever it is out there to the people. So I knew kind of the basics of how to get that done. 
but that was definitely the extent of it. All I knew was how, how do I look up a business? How do I find them? And then to make that available to our potential customers, really, which is Instagram and Google. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very technical. Yeah. 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 I, I worked, I started working when I was 14 for um, my aunt who owned a French import store in the city. So I, like I said, worked there for 10 years and kind of worked my way up. So I saw how a small business ran. Um, they never advertised either, but also this was quite a while ago. So at that time, you know, Instagram was still kind of just starting. And if you were a small business, you wouldn't be buying commercials or ad space or anything like that. So I think both of us had, you know, a basic idea of how a business runs. Our, our friends own businesses. Mm -hmm. We could see that, but we didn't understand marketing in terms of there is a strategy and a budget and all of that. It's just kind of emerged as the company has grown that we've had to learn along the way. And at this point, we still don't know any of that. It's all just kind of, I think, informed by personal opinion. Um, and we, we do bury our heads in the sand mm -hmm. to an extent, you know, people want to make suggestions to us or, you know, we could be looking things up a little more or learning about it. But I think that I hate to say it, but kind of, pollutes you a little bit like our instincts have gotten us this far and mm -hmm. I feel good about yeah. what our company does and I don't feel guilty about what we do and I think if we did you know to use the metaphor again pollute ourselves a little bit then I don't necessarily know if I would feel good about what we're doing mm -hmm. so so you never like sat down like started to try to learn how to run a business and what is marketing what supply chain you never really you just kind of maybe just trusted your gut and Megan, I'm assuming maybe like you went to your, your husband's from for some advice. You said he ran a business. So did you maybe lean on him for some, for some direction too, maybe? I think in terms of like the, the real nitty gritty, like, you know, you got to sign up for an accounting service, QuickBooks, um, you right. know, what are those deductions? How do you pay your GST? How do you register a business? All of those almost mechanical parts, you know, where there, there's a simple question and answer. We definitely used him for, um, but everything that we have learned has come from it emerging us and, and us having to deal with it. Um, and there, there isn't time to learn more at this point either. Like we had talked in the beginning, yeah, be like, oh, it'd be great if we could take some business courses. Oh, I'll do them at night or, you know, I'll, I'll take a day off and I'll just take something like a McEwen or made or whatever. And yeah. there's no time for that. You know, when someone calls you and they need an answer by the end of the day, you're frantically Googling or you know, putting it off until you finally have to call and just make it up as you go. So yeah, we just take sure. it as it comes. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, what did it kind of like as, or just the process from opening the business to kind of getting a little bit more established? Um, how did you let people know about you? Was it primarily Instagram and Google, like you already mentioned? Was there any other methods that you kind of spreaded the word? Um, at first, it was definitely Instagram. Um, what I did was I looked at other um, small businesses in Edmonton and basically stole their hashtags. And then I would put that <laughs> where every single, still do actually. I think it's the same ones, same yeah, hashtags. from like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would put, yeah, I would put it under every picture. And then it just kind of 
trickled in very slowly, right? But then um, my sister works for CBC and she told me to write a press release and to send it to the, all the radio stations and news outlets that we were opening. So I, we did that. We wrote press releases and sent them out. And then quite a few of them picked us up. And that's when the ball really got rolling. Yeah, it I was got global news, CBC. The day CBTV. before we opened, I yeah. think, in earnest. Because yeah. we had like a little party on a Friday night uh, the day before we opened. And I think we heard the day before that, that we were supposed to be on the global morning show, which is at like 5 a.m the next day so we had our little party we went home and slept for like three hours we got up and went to do this global morning show which we our company didn't exist yet yeah, so we had, had no to go idea. and talk about something that didn't really exist and it had to be live on camera and yeah on a sound stage and it was all pretty Terrifying. scary yeah but so, so we went and did that and actually super cute story we were driving back from the global interview and we were on our way to open the store and I think it was like you know, 8.30 in the morning or something. And my grandmother called me because I didn't have time to tell anyone I was going to be on the news. And my grandmother called me and I picked up on the phone and I'm driving and I'm like, hi, granny, are you okay? And she was like, Megan, well, I just saw you on the news. And I said, what the hell? <laughs> you know, in the car and I was like, yeah, I was on the news. <laughs> like, that's adorable. Because at that time it felt like such a big thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. to be recognized, especially when we didn't have anything substantive yeah. to, to put behind it. Like we were just basically sitting there and lying, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or kind of making it up. But mm -hmm. that interview, that yeah. global interview was a big one for us. Yeah. It drove a ton of business. It got a lot of followers, um, to followers and attention online. Yeah. And we got a lot of interviews following that one. Mm -hmm. So local media has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. Really I was going to ask you, like, did you guys, and please be honest, did you feel a little famous? Like, oh, we're going to be on all these, like, these new shows. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> like, sheesh. <Yeah. laughs> Honestly, Honestly, afterwards, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was on TV. That's dope. Yeah. But while it's happening, it is Deer and horrifying. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> You've got one second to, like, say your answer, sound... Well, and it's, it's just it's brutal you yeah. lights flashing at you well and I black out mm -hmm. I completely black out and I I've <laughs> never watched an interview that I've done I've watched the first mm -hmm. five seconds of a few of them and I watch the first five seconds and I immediately I'm like shut it down yeah. This yeah. Is never go back I can never go I back can't listen I can't listen to our podcasts I, yeah. I was like well, just I can tell you record it send it out no, no. Yeah. no my family will I'm sure and they're gonna be like yeah. oh you did great I'll never know if I did great because <laughs> I, can't, yeah, I can't listen to myself no i black out really too yeah. i guarantee after this podcast once we close the, the computer and we kind of like do our little breakdown i'm gonna be like i don't know what we said <laughs> <laughs> i kind of have that too though i have that too yeah. after a few podcasts where i'm Good like news is, this literally is what did we talk about over the last yeah. hour and then i yeah. find out when it's released i guess <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's yeah. the fun part. I, you know what? This actually has made me feel not famous, but someone actually being interested in what we have to yeah, say. Yeah, that's been nice. Considering ourselves experts in any way, which anyone listening to this knows by now we're not. <laughs> but I've, I just find it so flattering that someone would be interested in what we have to say. Like that, that's the most like intense thing for me is like that there's value in, in our belief system yeah. or in our company. Like that is, 
so cool and so flattering and so humbling. We love that. Yeah, well, of course. Well, here's here's the thing. You guys have a really really cool story, and you are doing something really amazing, and you're doing something that not a lot of people do, and you're doing it really well. Like not a lot of people believe that you can run an ethical business and still. <laughs> not, not a lot of people think you can run a, like an ethical sustainable business and still make money like sustainability and like economic success don't go hand in hand a lot of the times so i'm like how are the how are they doing so well like it's 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 kind of perplexing but maybe do you have the answer do you guys not know either like it's just going well we don't know personalities i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic back and forth yeah. we talked about it before no um <laughs> i think what people do is they completely overcomplicate things yeah and they feel that if I want to get into business, I need a business plan. I need investors. I need an advertising plan. My brand needs to have a mission statement. I need to have $20,000 worth of product on my shelves. I need to sign a lease. We literally haven't done any of that. You know, and I, I think to this day, to this day we that. have not yeah. done any of that. So I think when you give yourself barriers in that okay well i'm not going to open until i have this or i have this or i have this like that that's what sinks you because you're burdening yourself and putting yourself in debt and we've always had this company set up that if we want to leave tomorrow we can walk away because we we don't take on debt we don't use credit um we're just careful with that kind of thing. We grow slowly. And I think if everyone was willing to grow slowly, it would be a lot easier, but people seem to think they have to be successful out of the gate, you know, or be mm-hmm. big out of the gate. And that's not the case. So it's deceptively simple. I think it's just a scary thing to do. You also need a really good idea. Oh, that's true. I mean, that helps. That helps. Yeah. 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 Certainly won't hurt. I would also hurt. add to, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I think I would also add too that one of the key things when starting a business is just being really solid in your own values and what you believe in. Because I think, um, at least from my perspective, like that's kind of what all or what replenish is all about. Like it's just kind of like the those um, just kind of this belief in sustainability and kind of the importance of that and yeah, you both have really strong values and it's really exciting to see that. And I think that propels you forward a lot as well. Thank you. Some people <laughs> might say stubborn, hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> you put it so nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think people, people do tell us, our customers, that they really appreciate that we put so much effort and research into it that they don't have to think about their purchases. You know, mm-hmm. they can come in and buy whatever at the store and know that they can walk out feeling good about it. So definitely. What's, what's that research been like? Because like marketing in its, in its nature is not sustainable and it's not ethical. So like, how did you learn to like kind of restructure it and like make marketing just your own thing? Not just like this way that every business, you know, tries to, just yeah, like advertise and like all the all the traditional stuff. How did you kind of learn to do it another way? Well, I think like I said before, is we went into it without a plan. And I think yeah. the second you have a plan, the second you're sitting down or saying, who are our consumers and how can we take advantage of them? <laughs> you're in dangerous territory, right? And that's yeah. what marketing is. And we never did that. We never sat down and said, we're gonna target women between 20 yeah. and 40. Like that was never a discussion. We said, we're going to sell 
you know, sustainable items and we're going to have a refillery. And that was, that was it. Yeah. You know, that's all we said. And I also think that it, it is like a, almost like an emotional thing, you know, like if I see a brand that has an ad, a paid ad on um, Instagram that I haven't looked for, it, it makes me feel gross, you know, that they, they paid for this, they targeted me, you know, like I got found because of an algorithm that they're trying to get me to buy something that I don't necessarily want. It's, I always thought that was kind of gross. And I, so when it came down to like, should we do this? No, why would we do something that I think, you know, that makes me feel, yeah. Yeah. You know, icky. Well, like I, it's not, I don't want anyone to purchase at our store because they found it. You know, I want them to find us because they're looking for a sustainable store, a refillery, because they're looking to make these changes, not because they're looking to just buy something, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, we don't want people buying things for the sake of buying things. Yeah. But I think we also got pretty lucky in that, you know, Instagram as it exists now is a lot different than it, it was before. And you can, and that's where most of our growth comes from. But you can use it without having to monetize and without doing those things. Now that we have hashtags and, you know, people can direct message people things. And we did get lucky to an extent that we chose a type of business that was kind of right for the picking. We came in at the right time. So if, if that wasn't the case, if this was something we had to educate people on, then we, you know, might've had to do those things. So, I mean, on one hand, yeah, we won't. But on the other hand, it's pretty easy to say that sitting on the side of it where we haven't had to, That's true. Mm -hmm. you know, lots of small businesses do have great ideas and maybe they are more innovative than ours and they need to get that word out there. So, you know, there's a place for that, but if we don't need to do it. um, And uh, yeah, and I think it depends on, you know, if you're, yeah, a company that's making soaps, for example, and you need to sell your soaps and that's your plan, that's your mission, that's your goal, then yeah, I understand promoting it. But if you're a store like us, like I just feel that pushing it can be, can be complicated, you know, like um, getting, there's just like a weird balance between consumerism and you know being a zero waste store where you don't want people to consume more yeah we don't want you to buy more we want you to buy ethically from us so we want you (laughs) to know about us so that you can buy ethically but we don't want you to buy from us for the just the the sake of buying buying. yeah Yeah. so there's a weird line to walk there that's Mm -hmm. tough yeah with marketing yeah, that's like that's like all of marketing, right? There's that element of like, I'm really trying to sell this, yeah. but sometimes there's manipulation that you don't want to have a part in, or sometimes it's like unnecessary products or or whatnot. Um, and there's always that like slightly weird feeling for like some of us who are interested in marketing, we're going into it, we're like, where is that line drawn for us? How much control do we have over that line if we like go work in, in various places? Yeah, um, yeah, and it's absolutely. I'm sure as, as a business, it's a it's a weird it's a weird line to to walk, especially well, in the ethical space. 
I mean, there is a place for advertising. There will always be a place for advertising and marketing. And, you know, it drives our economy. It drives our free market. And, you know, it's like the birth of innovation, right? If you can't advertise something, then it can't grow. So the idea of advertising, I don't think is unethical. I think the way that we do it now, especially um, targeted and intrusive is what's inappropriate. But I don't think it's a bad thing to be advertised to if you've consented to it, if you know it's going to happen. Because I mean, even I, I'm swayed by advertisements. I see things and I go, oh, that's a good idea. I'd like to do that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think taking advantage of people to do so is where you're kind of in murky water. So yeah. when so when you are looking to market and you are, yeah, there you go. They, they approve of, of the messaging, but <laughs> snaps all around. Um, <laughs> But so when you are looking at, at marketing, what are some of the elements that I guess either if you want to talk about what you think is, is more eth- a more ethical approach to marketing or a more unethical approach to marketing, I guess you can kind of talk about it either way because it's just the, the opposite, I guess. But yeah, you're going to get to the same place. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess like what what elements are you looking at and what are you trying to do and or avoid when you market ethically? Yeah. I've been thinking about like leading up to this and I've watched <laughs> yeah. you know, I've watched documentaries I've like learned about the history of advertising and how it's changed over the years what it looks like now not not that you know I want to seem cool but yeah I have done research um but having watched all of that the only thing that I can really think of as a guiding you know statement would be do no harm and I think if you're about to release anything that you know to be harmful, whether that's taking advantage of people's insecurities or harmful in terms of encouraging people to consume, then that's wrong. And a really, really quick, you know, litmus test of am I being ethical right now is say, you know, I have this plan that I'm going to use targeted ads or I'm going to really hype this one product or whatever you're going to do. If you think about, you know, how you'd like to do that and you think like, could this hurt someone or could this take advantage of someone? And if your answer is yes, or your answer is maybe, then don't do it, you know? And it's a pretty simple, that's like I said, it's all a lot more simple than people like to think it is. You know, if you have a knee jerk reaction of this could hurt someone or this could take advantage, then stop. And that's what we've done. Have you guys have you guys ever had like ideas or things you wanted to do? We just can figure out how to do it in an ethical way, so you just have to kind of give it up, or have you always figured out a way to make it happen? Um, actually, a good example would be um, shipping bulk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started our online store this week, which is yeah, I um, saw. Congrats, by the way. Whoop, whoop. We're Very exciting. To Alberta, and we're using uh, recycled packaging. Um, all that kind of stuff and we had a really you know frank discussion about shipping bulk and is that um because that means we have to package it into one of our bottles right to ship it um and is that sustainable and at the end of the day you know it's not it's it's no better than buying a bottle from shoppers or something because it's it's in its packaging and that defeats the purpose of um, refilling right so that was something that yeah it would have been great because that's where we make most of our money and it would have worked really well shipping bulk people would have gone for it but it's not sustainable mm-hmm. yeah 
and it completely defeats the purpose. We wanted to open a refillery. So if we're sending out new bottles of product all over the province, you know, then we were completely hypocritical. Yeah. And I mean, even we've inhibited the growth of our company. I don't know how many times because we thought, well, we just can't do that, Yeah. you know, because that's not consistent with what we believe. So even opening our online store, we only ship to Alberta because mm-hmm. there are plenty of other great zero waste stores in other provinces. And even if you're rural and you can't access them, if you can order them through Canada Post, then yeah. you're supporting your local economy. You're supporting the people that are making the things that are in that store and you're it's reducing your footprint yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's where the disconnect comes like Mo earlier when you were talking about how ec- economically, and ethically, like it, it won't always add up. I think that's like a great example of it because economically you would say, why wouldn't you? Like if you're gonna grow this much or, or whatever, but I think that's what makes like local businesses cool and, and also ethical businesses, but local businesses because it, it there's more to the bottom line than like the dollar amount or like whatever analytics that you decide to look at. Like there, there's other things in play. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what, that's what makes it like super cool. I think I think that's why it works too. You mentioned like an example of like somebody who's selling soaps and their goal is to sell soap. But I think you guys have like a larger goal. Like it's it's not just about replenish. I think you guys kind of lead your business with like a larger goal in mind. Would you say that's accurate? Mentaling the system, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> but I think also like showing people that it yeah, can be done. It mm. can be done. It's it's not even that hard. It just means that you have to let go of these kind of like social mores and preconceptions you have about business. Um, and that, you know, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, which we all love to rail, but could there be, maybe if we just stop saying, no, there isn't full stop, then there could be, because we could all try and do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And stop trying to make money so fast, you know, you don't need to consider yourself successful just because you made a bunch of money yeah and also isn't enough money to live off of enough <laughs> like right point. now yep. we, we left our our jobs yeah. and this is what we do full-time and we make enough money to live off of you know and it's not necessarily a super comfortable life or not that it's uncomfortable either um yeah it could definitely be more comfortable but it's enough. Yeah. And I think before we're going to get ourselves to the point that we can, you know, be buying yachts, we're, we're going to make sure that we can support our employees or, you know, we can support other local businesses um, to get their wheels kind of spinning, Yeah, you know, for sure. I really appreciate this conversation (laughs) a lot. I feel like even last year I like hopped, I like this time last year, I had like a miniature crisis of my own being like oh my god like I'm in marketing but I hate capitalism like what am I going to do is there a space for me like how am I going to exist in this world but it just it feels good to know that like there are people kind of also dealing with this tension and kind of um, just making their way through it knowing that it's a little bit murky but just sticking to their integrity and their values and I just really appreciate seeing that I think you said, is there space for it? I would say there is infinite space for it. People are hungry for this. And I think 
I mean, I guess then you get into this like quandary of like, I'm going to be a marketer that's an ethical marketer and I'm going to do it by taking advantage of people's ethical beliefs. You know? <laughs> so that's like, there's like that there's whole layers. There, right? Yeah, it's like an onion. There's an there essentially. <laughs> um, but essentially I, doing that with products, right? But I do think there's a lot of space for that. And I think that there's, mm-hmm a lot of like really cool discussion that can go on there and like I said marketing needs to exist because it's the only thing that drives enterprise you know it has to be there um but even with you know our little business we've seen there's such an interest in that and people seem to really enjoy that authenticity that if I was in marketing I would think like this is a golden age things are going to change you know there's a big push for things to change so like what a cool time to be a part of it yeah, that's true. People <laughs> always want to talk about our, yeah, like, oh, how you stayed authentic, genuine, all that kind of stuff. They're really into it. All of our customers, they talk about it. So I think it is the time for it. Well, I think people definitely don't think, a lot of people don't think it can happen, but I think the only way we can create more space for it is for people like you to actually do it and succeed and prove that it could be done. I don't know if it's hit you yet, but you guys are probably going to inspire a lot of people to like start businesses and do the same thing. And I don't know if you, if that's hit you like that. Oh, for sure. You are. Has that, have you guys thought about that? Like people are going to be looking at us as like an example. No. Well, sorry to put that pressure on you, but it's happening. Game on ladies. (laughs) I mean, keep in mind though, we're still not a year old as a company. Yeah. We just wild. January. So yeah. We're still new, but I do think that like, I don't know, it's, it's cool to be able to kind of put the pressure on even mm-hmm. existing local businesses, because I think a lot of people start with the absolute best of intentions, Yeah. but you know, money is corrupting and social influence is corrupting and you know, I've been corrupted by money. God knows I have. Yep. So I think, you know, really pushing our business and showing other local businesses that you don't have to bow to that and don't let your banker tell you something. Don't let whatever marketing firm or whatever tell you something like it can be done. You know, I think that's pretty cool to set that example, but again, only a year old. So it like time will tell if this really is sustainable as a business in the long term. We will get corrupted. And also, will we be corrupted? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) The update, where are they now? Corrupted. That, that's marketing right there. <laughs> I just marketed for the oh. first time in my life. Good you can't me. escape it. You can't escape it. <laughs> so have you guys looked to other businesses while you're getting started as like, oh, they're doing what we want to do really well. Have you like tried to get some inspiration, especially in the beginning from other brands? Um, I'm not really good at that kind of research. I will say I didn't, I didn't look at other, um, yeah, refilleries. I, I never even walked inside of Earth General store. Which is a lovely business. Yeah. And we very much respect. Pretty much one of the only ones in Edmonton, except for Carbon. And I yeah. haven't been to either. There's a couple other refilleries in Edmonton. I would say both of them have kind of different values than us well I don't know that for sure actually because I haven't talked to them directly about their values so I don't want to make that judgment call but I guess 
I wouldn't say that we based anything we did off of watching someone else. And I think that's why it's kind of emerged the way it has. And like I said before, we've been so busy and were so busy that there was no time to stop and take a look around and say like, oh, I love their marketing or, you know, they're really succeeding because of this. It's just kind of been... What like, kind of store do we would we want to walk into, honestly? was yeah. more how we started it. Yeah, well, I, I, well I, it is at this point, it's informed a lot more by our experience than it is by our research. Um, I don't know if that's wise. <laughs> like, I don't know if maybe we should have researched more. I mean, it's working. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, really. It's yeah. working now, but I mean, as we grow and... But you also run the risk of inadvertently copying another store too if you look at them too closely closely, and that's something that I think we really not necessarily knew we didn't want to do I don't think we thought about it really at the time but it's something that I'm glad we never well no I think we we always set out to have like this kind of idealized notion of like the store that we were going to own and it was going to be ethical and you know, we're not going to bow to these pressures and it's going to be someplace that people really feel welcome. And, you know, that was always kind of the guiding, I hate to say mission statement, but anyway, principle, there we go. I like that better. The guiding principle. Avoid business buzzwords at all costs. Calling it something else makes it different. That's the rule. (laughs) Oh, you called me on it so hard and so true. But I mean, that's what guided us. It's like this idealized notion of what we wanted to own, what we wanted to be, and not necessarily a comparison to anything else that we aspired to be. If that, was that buzzwordy? No, No, I think it was, it sounded authentic to me. Okay. If it was, you got away with it. So it's all good. (laughs) Well, it's like, it slipped under our radar. (laughs) Well, I think you're allowed to slip every, like every now and then if like, I feel like there's so many businesses who try to do something like you and they just like overthink it and like set all these like rules. Like we can't say this, we can't do that. We like, I think that they end up kind of drowning in that. I think just like having the right motives in mind is enough. Like you don't, you don't have to obsess over everything we say and do has to be like the hundred percent ethical, sustainable, everything, you know? Yeah. It never will be. You That's can't. Mm-hmm. I can't the whole thing that. with zero waste is that it's a movement it's an ideal you know it's not achievable no one's achieving it we're not achieving it no one's going to achieve it but you know it's just a movement something to aspire to so if that's our whole shtick with the floor then you know being ethical is the same kind of thing it's it's something where we want to be it's an ideal something we're moving towards hopefully a little bit more every time we make a decision but we're certainly never going to pigeonhole ourselves into saying that we're completely mm-hmm. you know, ethical in everything we do i'm sure there are we ways have never we are made that claim <laughs> nor should <laughs> No, I mean, even that's, that's what I'm the, saying. the tough thing about owning a business like this, though, is like when I go to the grocery store and I pick up something wrapped in plastic, I'm like, oh my God, what if someone yeah. sees me? You know, like, and I don't know. Corinne's right. We've never promised to be perfect. Yeah. We've never really promised anything because we've never sat down and talked about a marketing strategy. <laughs> so, can't fail a marketing strategy if you never come up with a marketing strategy. Damn. <laughs> That's love it. Went for. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> like, I think 
outlining rules for yourself or for your consumers because that's also not a nice thing to do Mm. but like kind of making these hard boundaries and establishing like this is good and this is bad and you know how fast that changes these days just sets you up for failure because at some point you're going to have to step back and say like I didn't measure up to that and then you're going to feel bad but if you don't put those benchmarks in place then you're kind of you allow yourself that space for growth I guess very true yeah there's just for, a lot for of people nuance. who pretend to not know what they're doing you guys sound very wise <laughs> like, yeah. yeah there's something fishy <laughs> going on here mm. <laughs> who's really the brains behind this whole operation be honest yeah yeah i do it all along oh, i knew it <laughs> the way he popped in from time to time he's just checking on you Making sure you're sticking to the script. Literally not stopped bothering Corinne. Yeah, this entire sorry. Yeah. That's why I'm always looking at the floor. That's okay. No, that's perfect. Um, that's perfect. Corinne, I, I want to go back to what you said about like it being a movement and like you're just kind of part of it and it doesn't have to be perfect. But, and I agree that it's a movement, it's really important, but the movement's kind of getting clouded by all these other brands pretending to be part of the movement. And in, if you want to use buzzwords, it's called greenwashing. We don't have to like call it that, it's annoying. But have, have you guys like noticed that like makes it harder for you guys? Have you been accused of greenwashing when you're not really doing it? Like, We've never been accused of greenwashing. We could fairly be accused of it though. There's, yeah. there's brands that we've bought it, brought in in the past yeah Mm -hmm. that we kind of took their word for something and Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't necessarily true when we find that out we correct it right away yeah yeah it's definitely happens yeah yeah it just means we have to be way more vigilant now in our research you know which is tough well um but yeah there's definitely what you talk i'm gonna stop (laughs) you talk Uh, Yeah, there's definitely a lot of greenwashing out there and we've seen it. And also it means that there's a lot of products that have been greenwashed that are cheaper than ours because they are not necessarily ethically made. And then people will come into the store and ask, why are we not getting, you know, why is our product more expensive or something like that? But it also means that there's space for talking about why one product is more ethical and sustainable than another and that's brought out a lot of fun discussions too (laughs) so it's true it's happening and it is affecting us but it's not um hurt us if that makes sense the the idea of growth is also a bit of a weird one because growth as well is in in terms of like when you look at the environment and how like how it, it like the environment handles growth of business we always try to do more the next year and produce more and and buy more and everything like that how do how do you guys look at growth in your company because i know that i think once upon a time in the q a way back you talked about kind of considering it but kind of not so i just i kind of wanted to know your perspective on growing to either more locations or or just any kind of biz, like any business related thing in general definitely something that's on the table and that we would like to do the only thing is right now because it's just the two of us and we're so busy to stop and think about that would be too much Mm -hmm. i think until we hire someone and we can take some Mm -hmm. time to be on the back end you know and have talks about okay we have the present figured out and it's working and it's going well you know what can we do next 
I think we're both open to, you know, having other stores or whatever it looks like. Who knows? Yeah. But it's definitely not something I think in the next, you know, month we can sit down and hash out. Well, you never know. Right. Like opportunities come up. Um, and I think if, if Replenish were to grow, we want to remain a local business to whatever municipality or place that is. So what we're not going to do is launch, you know, online Canada wide and ship because like I said, there's lots of great zero waste stores in every province and there's no need for that. You know, that would just be monopolizing a market, which we don't believe in. Um, so I think growth for us would look like either new locations. So serving different parts of the city or province or different parts of Canada, depending on kind of what comes up or even just growth in terms of what we offer because there's a lot of things that are very hard to buy without waste um we try our best to bring everything in that we can but we're still just growing so we can't have everything now so i think growth short term will be having everything that you need available and long term will probably be like new locations mm -hmm. and that kind of thing yeah yeah like a store in winnipeg that has local makers from Winnipeg. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes and sense. And kind of probably, is it still kind of focusing on the idea of having enough? Because I feel like a business, when you think about business context, success is always, are we continuing to grow and grow and grow? But that doesn't necessarily seem to be a priority right now because that's not, it doesn't really align 100% with what, what the mission is and, and what you're trying to achieve, right? It's, it's making sure that there's enough yeah now I, I think for us well i can't speak for megan but for me growth for replenish would be more like you know if we're solid here and i get kind of bored you know honestly like if it's just making orders or working the front of house for the next 10 years like i i'll get bored but setting up a new replenish in a new province or something would be a fun new adventure it would be less about replenish growing in terms of capital or you know success or something like that and more about my next adventure yeah yeah well i mean there's that and i think also as we grow it's not it's not just growing our business like i think there's a little bit of say movement i keep doing this it's a little bit of it's the journey know, education it's not the journey my god it's just now we're just naming synonyms here it's yeah. <laughs> that comes along with that so people that find replenishes instagram that live in ontario you know get exposed to this kind of zero waste lifestyle or you know different options and that means that they can go buy you know in ontario or whatever so i think us expanding also expands the reach of our message, which, you know, I do believe to be ethical. I believe in our mm -hmm. message. Um, so if we move into new provinces or cities or towns or whatever, that means that we're kind of spreading this. And I've said before, and I think Corinne said before, we don't want to be the only zero waste store in Edmonton. You know, we want to be one of a hundred of them. And I think moving into those small towns and kind of establishing that need also means that those, those towns or cities or whatever can kind of meet that need and we can have competitors there and the movement just grows ideally if we grow <laughs> like this is kind of <laughs> making like, a lot of assumptions yeah. that's okay yeah. but that's the dream right? but that's yeah. that's the dream and i think you know if we did grow it would be you know, 
ethical to our to our best efforts mm-hmm. um, and hopefully would create space in other local markets for people similar to us to do the same thing right yeah. but like like i said before like for you guys it's it's bigger than replenish like it's it's about it's about the movement you know um but although although like the scenario is super unlikely, but if you were to just remain as you are and that kind of be it, have you guys kind of made peace with that? Like, are you okay with it? Like most people would see that as a failure, but for you guys, since it's not about your brand, like it's not about growing capital, mm-hmm. you have a different goal in mind. So are you, are you okay with just this being it and just writing it out this way until whatever's next? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. When you see whatever's next, yeah, that's when there's you got definitely going to be something. Yeah, it has to be something after. It can't just be this, but. Yeah, yeah. I'll not be doing this for the rest of my life. No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life either. No. Whether it's replenish growing up or us going our yeah. separate ways or starting a new business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. if, if replenish is what it is for the rest of time and, you know, it serves a need for our community and it makes a good living for the people that work there sick yeah yeah I love that you know and if that means that we sell it or if that means that we maintain ownership and have other people run it like whatever it is that's fine you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't count it as a failure if no it meant that people still had access to that yeah I don't like because of like it. I don't think Corinne and I would necessarily be fulfilled just working at our retail store for the rest of our lives I think for the next few years yeah we've learned so much and have so much more to learn that we're really going to enjoy it. But if it grows great, I'm excited for that adventure. And if it doesn't cool, I'd love to hand it off and let someone else have that adventure for themselves and we can go, you know, do something else. Yeah. Even if it, you know, fails tomorrow in the sense that, you know, people stop walking in and that's that we learned so much I, so much has happened in the past year with it. Um, I would feel completely comfortable starting a new sort of business, you know, afterwards. So would Even I. if it failed yeah. this one. Well, that would not be, yeah. I mean, if it does it. feel, people just aren't ready. And Yeah, you next know, thing. That's, that's not our fault. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Not to put that onus on, like, the general <laughs> public, because that's not a very fair thing to do. But even if it did fail, I think, for instance, like, there's been a lot of growth. Mm. For us, and I think also the community within Edmonton. And, you know, if we went away tomorrow, there'd be so many people to pop up the next day to be like, I'm doing it. And you know what? They might do it better. Yeah. <laughs> they <Absolutely>. probably would. <laughs> yeah. So if you were, it's a bit of a fun question. If you were to like, just move on and do something new, what would be the new business? What would you guys do? Wait, let me get either a pen se- and paper. Let me get a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> it could be either separately or together. But um, what, like, think on your feet here. I have the same like sad little academic nerd dream where it's like <laughs> open a used bookstore with a coffee shop in it uh, at like in Nova Scotia beside the ocean. Like Janea is there opening day guaranteed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I We're like all there. We're all yeah, there. Yeah. We'll make a trip. In school had the exact same dream, but, but yeah, that's what I would want to do. That's my retirement plan. Oh. That was so wholesome. Wow. <laughs> Have you thought about this, Corinne? Has this been like in back of your mind for a while now? It's been a long time. That, yeah. That's my, yeah. That's my goal. Sounds, yeah. sounds like it. Long before we talked about her, <laughs> yeah. she used to talk about that. Yeah. 
always but combine all the things I love. Megan, you might have to owe her after this, like after replenish, then it might be it might be her turn to pitch that to you. Oh, and you're gonna have awesome. to... you just wait. Oh, just wait for what's oh, coming for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've had this idea for a while that in Edmonton, in the dead of winter, we call ourselves a winter city, but like there is nowhere to go to escape it. I've had this idea of just building a giant greenhouse that's just a meeting space and restaurant. Because, like, how desperate are you in the middle of February in minus 40 to go in somewhere tropical and you walk in and hang up your winter coat and enter and you're just surrounded by, you know, the outdoors. And you could run it on solar panels. You could use it to grow food. And in the little corner, there's a used bookstore and a coffee shop. <laughs> You guys have that's, too many good ideas. It's almost annoying. Know, like, that's <laughs> gonna be that because I believe that people in winter oh, cities yeah. deserve gathering spaces to just take a load off. And like yeah. the winter sun at Edmonton is so bright and so beautiful. And imagine experiencing it under a palm tree. You should you know? make like it why not? Like a mobile tent style thing where people can basically purchase it and then set it up in their parking lot or something. Well, that you just buy that from Lowe's. It's just a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> a huge one. No, mine's gonna have soul. What's the difference? Oh, um, anyway, no, I think both of us have ideas, right? I and I like, like I said at the beginning of when we were talking. You know, I I talked over dinner with my husband like every night for years about all these business ideas, and replenish was the first one that came up that I said that's something I can do because that's something that I know to be ethical and that's something that I, I know can be successful. Um, and I'm, I'm continuing to have those conversations. And so is Corinne. And I think both of us are entrepreneurial and I think both of us want to create change. So this isn't the end of it or maybe it is. Yeah, and maybe, it grows. Say, maybe it is, you know, we don't know. Either. We're fine with that either yeah. way. Like we don't really have a, a, yeah, we're not playing a long game here. If worse comes to worse, I go back to being a librarian. I'm not mad about that. Oh, if I go back to teaching kids how to say the S sound, like that's cool too. I love that. You know, like whatever it is, is going to be okay. Yeah. Ideally, it's going to be replenished. Yeah. 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 But we'll just see how it goes. I don't want to put that pressure on no. ourselves. Mm -mm. I like how there's this always the, there's always this element of you know you really believe in this one thing and you're going and then right at the end you go. Or maybe not, and it's maybe completely different. <laughs> and I feel like that's super relatable because I feel like we also are, like university students are guilty of making plans and plans and plans. And then after a while you sit there and you go, yeah, or maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe we'll scratch yeah. all of that and figure something else out, but. Yeah, say maybe absolutely. Not, or else it's, it's too much pressure. It's just a lot. And also don't resign yourself to something yeah. just because you said you'd do it. Like what mm -hmm. a terrible reason to, yeah. Very to true. do something, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. If you don't enjoy what you do, gosh, stop yeah. doing it. Do something else. You know, don't yeah. don't hurt people. Don't let people down. Like exit gracefully, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine if you two, you two, you said, this is what I'm going to do when you were like in your past jobs. Like this would yeah. never have happened, right? Like when I was doing a degree in history. Yeah. Imagine if I yeah, forced what myself to be what a, a archivist? historian. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, archivist. Big brain. Not, yeah. I'd be a prof, I guess. 
what else do you do? I know. How exciting does that sound? <laughs> to all the profs listening, <laughs> we're just, just going to bash you. To just all ask. the profs listening to our University of Alberta podcast. No, but even, but even our profs, like it's, I feel like especially marketing profs are like, yeah. yeah, I prof for a bit and then I stopped and now I'm back and then I'll stop. So nobody's like too attached to any idea in marketing. I don't think so. No, well, Perfectly and I natural perspective. I do a guest lecture, you know. Ooh. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> you can do a guest lecture. I can't do a guest lecture. We have a master's. I don't. It's not enough. Oh, you, you, I don't think. Oh, you, oh, in oh, business. Enough. In business, <laughs> anybody can do a guest lecture. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, anyone can do it, so I can do it. Um. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> is, is this one of those passive moments we were talking about earlier or? Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this. Okay. Hey, there's nothing you, wrong with a little a... bit of spice. There's nothing yeah. wrong. We, we try and keep it spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, this will not be what we do forever, nor do I recommend anyone pigeon the, pigeonholes themselves into doing something mm -hmm. forever because it's just going to disappoint. Well, that's not true. If you love it, it will not disappoint you. I don't know. I'm not even 30, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't know what I'm talking about. But in my experience, I've switched up careers and jobs pretty regularly, yeah, like three same. years or so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's been really fun, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And when it isn't, then it's nice to know you can leave it. I feel like this makes it seem like we don't really completely believe in what we do, which we do completely believe in what we do. And we do have every intention of doing it forever if yeah. circumstances allow us that. Yeah, but you can hold your values and not necessarily have to have, you know, a yeah. business behind it. Exactly. Also, uh, it could be anything. Like it could permutate into literally anything, you know, yeah. like it could be a recycling company one day or it could be, you know, gardening or or whatever right like as long as we stick within sustainability we've got so many avenues open to us to kind of explore mm -hmm. so that's true who knows what this will look like again yeah. tune in tune in and <laughs> <check> that. <laughs> that's that's really the beauty in what you guys are doing though that since your goal is bigger than a one small company like it can go anywhere once you like you said pigeonhole yourself like i want to have this brand i want this brand and this product to be successful then there's only one thing you can do that you pursue it or you fail but with you guys you can do whatever you want yeah. you really yeah. you really set yourselves up for success regardless of how it goes well yeah if you just mm -hmm. delude yourself into calling anything success which i believe we both have yeah yeah absolutely yeah we're that's, the key. that's the key <laughs> we're gonna be okay <laughs> you decide what success is so it's pretty easy to succeed then <laughs> if there's if there's one thing i learned from intro marketing classes it's that perception is reality mm. that's a web quote So we got a brand new segment here. Uh, it's called when you're in a bind, but you want to save the planet. This one rolls right off the tongue. The running joke is that we always have a brand new segment for every guest. We try to do something new, something fresh, something that you might not have heard on a global news interview to try to like have some fun. For example, for example, I don't know. That would, I don't know where that came from. Um, but <laughs> we're just going to give some scenarios. Uh, and you're gonna you're gonna kind of answer with your own zero waste swaps maybe on the fly different things um they're nervous they're nervous <laughs> yeah i'm really nervous no it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun don't worry um 
So I'll start with the first one here. I want you to I want you to picture this. And some of us have been in this situation because we're the people who like refuse to use uh, plastic bags at grocery stores, no matter what. So picture this. You're at the grocery store in like in winter, so you're all bundled up, everything. You're buying apples, but you don't have a reusable bag for those apples. Yeah. How do you how do you carry them out? What is you forgot them at home. What is your escape? What do you do from that situation? I have one too. I've done this before. Scarf. If your scarf is one of the ones that is in a shape of a square and you can fold it into a triangle, you can actually fold it into a little bag. I traveled through Europe that way. I had a scarf and it was like my blanket, scarf, and bag. Wow. I would tuck in my shirt and then put it. Winter, it's you have a coat on, no one's gonna know. Yeah, and then your apples are a nice body temperature yes, when you arrive yeah. at home. Yeah, the way I like to eat my apples. Same. Yeah. Rin, nice. please tell me if I've done that in the past. Please tell me it's happened. I've, I've definitely, not with just apples, like just groceries in general. You put groceries in your shirt? Look what kind of groceries? <laughs> yes, it's always <laughs> bread and like, you know, with eggs. Something <laughs> <laughs> that really, you know, tumble around on its own. So a loaf of bread, cheese. It's bread and cheese. Cheese in the shirt. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. She's got bread and cheese in her shirt. Mind your business. All right. Don't worry about it too much. A movable feast. Because she's French. Oh, that's geez. oh, that was a little bit. Oh wow. Okay. Anyway. Oh, very good answers. Thank you. I'm blown away. Yeah, this is that was great. Mine, when I wrote that, I was like, worst comes to work if I have like my toque. Just take oh. it off and you got a little, you got a little bag with you, oh. but that only works if you only have a few apples. I don't know how many <laughs> apples. Your hood. Why not fill your oh, hood? Oh, your hood. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why or, I made this in winter. Cause I was like, you're going to be equipped. There's going to be ways around this. <laughs> in winter, this one. You're technically always covered in bags. You but just don't know it. Works <laughs> in any season. My trick. Yeah. At least in the winter, it's covered. If yeah, you're wandering yeah, out that's with your, true. It's weirder in the summer. Sure, but full it's of eggs in the summer. <laughs> that's a test of character at that point. How far are you willing to go? Yeah. <laughs> also, a little bit outside the box. If you know how to juggle, you never need a bag. Just juggle it to the car and then put it in Listen, the car. I know how to juggle, but only three <laughs> apples is, is <laughs> I can only buy three at a time. <laughs> are you just prove you can juggle like you're one of those guys that's gonna go to the store and purchase literally items that you can juggle just and then you go to your car and be like i can juggle this is why i do this i'm not trying to show well, off if i have to juggle i guess i will i mean yeah. if i need to you know what no buy that cheese that's a different shape i bet i could do it <laughs> <laughs> all right good stuff next one so go on. go uh, the second scenario this one happens to me too often so you're somewhere. I'm going to say you're at university because this is where it happens to me. Um, and you've packed like an epic salad for lunch, right? It's a, or any meal, maybe it's rice or whatever. But you realize that you forgot your fork at home and you don't want to grab a plastic fork. So how are you getting around that? How are you, how are you eating your lunch? Um, I've used pens as chopsticks. Chopsticks. <laughs> really? That's oh. 
I really I, thought you'd take more time to think of answers. Like you yeah, have no, so Karin, you're on it. <laughs> I that in university all the time. I would always forget stuff and then I would use my, yeah, pen size, chopsticks. I was going to say, just straight up use your hands. They're washable. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you might be like, oh no, there's salad oil. <laughs> no. Oh, my hands or whatever. But you know, wash them, eat your food, and then wash them again. There's plenty of very successful cultures all over the world yeah, that do true. that, and there's no very reason to. We only use utensils because honestly, someone told us to. You know, it's... no one's born like looking for a fork. Yeah. Look, if we learned anything from this entire episode, is that everything is just a societal construct, and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Do what you want. Put <laughs> the bread in your shirt. Yeah. Eat the salad with your hands, just with you. What I've done is I've used like the lid of the container to scoop. Like that's where I got to, which is a little, which is a little messy, but like it, it I'm hungry. Like, what am I going to do? But I mean, also like a good option, you know, if you want to prove to someone that you can juggle is you just juggle your salad and eat it as it goes. Mo, take <laughs> notes. You turn off your juggling skills and B, you don't need a fork. <laughs> It's yeah. amazing. My solution is a lot messier. I would just uh, put the whatever bowl plate on the table and just just, just go into it. <laughs> just just, flip it just and hope for the best. Just you know, just eat with you. You need all you need is your mouth to eat. So just use your mouth to eat. It's very simple. Just put your face in your mouth. You would literally up. never. You would literally never. Oh, that has to be like a perfect storm, like for me to do that. <laughs> the day you need to you gotta get your food yeah i would rather than put my face in it i would probably shake it mm. my mouth. yeah, <laughs> yeah elevate hey, hey fine that might be a better idea <laughs> whatever yeah. <laughs> okay so solved yeah <laughs> that one has been dealt with yeah. that one that one proved to be not a problem literally <laughs> six different very good solutions uh, okay, okay well except, except for the one where you put your face down but um <laughs> oh, <it's Jenea. laughs> all right all right um so you just walked to your favorite local coffee shop maybe it's corinne's used bookstore slash coffee shop um and as you enter you reach into your backpack trying to find your reusable mug and it's nowhere to be found what do you do do you just leave is it is the opportunity over <laughs> like <laughs> i'm assuming you don't pour this one into your hands I know last time. I said stay and chug. Stay. <laughs> yeah. Stay and you chug it. Yeah. I was going to say you can order to stay. And if you have the time, you know, what better time to reflect and, you know, write your poetry or whatever you do, and, you know, just enjoy your beverage in the cafe. But alternatively, if you can't find your, you know, one signal or signal single reusable mug, then buy another one. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, then yeah. you got two. So one can be at home dirty and one can be in your backpack. Just don't buy one every time. At that <laughs> yeah. Worst to worst, get your coffee, but don't get a lid. And then yeah. you already reduced it by I was going to say, know? like if That's you can get true. a small coffee in a large cup so you can mm -hmm. still walk with it, then you just have a paper cup. Mm -hmm. and you're good yeah. Go. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, also worst comes to worst, you order it to stay. If you really got to go in a rush, just, you know, this is not the most ethical. Just walk out with the mug and bring it back later. <laughs> Put the mug in your shirt. People will look at you a little bit weird. <laughs> you probably just ask the people there because the people 
that work in coffee shops are human beings and can also problem solve. So if you said, I have a reusable mug, can I take one of your mugs and I'll bring it back? Mm -hmm. You know, and especially if you're at a local coffee shop, they might be like, yeah, that's fine. You know, and then you're good. Yeah, that's very true. For a thrill. (laughs) 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 You know, for the adrenaline rush, don't even buy the coffee, just steal from them. Number five. Was that one of the questions? Because answer. You want to feel alive? Steal. Yeah. And of course, just to cover all our bases, if you do want to show off that you can juggle, buy a couple of coffees, and no one's gonna try and stop you from carrying them out and trying to juggle your coffee, Mo. No, no one's gonna. If you can handle all three of them, everybody's gonna just respect that. I think I think there's been some miscommunication here. I can't juggle. I don't know why everyone thinks I can juggle. Like I just I just brought it up as an example. I don't have the coordination to juggle. I'll never will. Oh my just God. want to clear that up. If I were you, the second that I mentioned yeah. juggling and people made that assumption, I'd be like, I gotta learn to juggle like tonight. Well, here's the thing. I was like, do they think I was I've been thinking about this for like three minutes. I'm like, do they think I could, should I say something? Just should, should I just go with it and just learn? Or should I just let people think I can juggle and just never have to prove it? but I decided to fess up. If you're a good juggler, you don't have to prove it. And if anything, right now, I think you're self-effacing. I think you can juggle. I think you're pretty good. You're too humble, Mo. Anyways, we're going to show on the Instagram how good Mo is at juggling. Uh, Marketingmajor.mp3, Mo's going to juggle on the story. You heard it here first. That's on the podcast, Mo. Balls in your court. Look, I can... I can I can barely juggle my responsibilities, let alone actual yeah. objects. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> I'll I'll try. I'll I'll. I mean, here's the thing. I can always give it a shot. You know, um, yeah. you don't lose anything in trying, but it's not gonna go well. That's okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know. Um, all right. All let's right. this. Yeah, Jenea, wrap oh. it up. Last one. <laughs> Last one. Um. All right. So. Uh, Christmas is coming up and I mean one of the biggest parts about Christmas I mean obviously consumerism but there is a fun part of unwrapping presents but there's nothing like that guilt that comes with seeing all of the wrapping paper everywhere and the packaging and you're just like this is gross so for Christmas how do you avoid creating so much waste while still kind of allowing for that surprise factor of like opening up something or something like that for the next two months whatever you receive online save the packaging Mm -hmm. reuse it yeah there's that or like my favorite thing to do because I have a niece and she's five and she loves things you know and I like to buy things for her my brother but what I try and do is buy them experiences because then I'm not Mm -hmm. creating waste so the, and actually there's lots of great things in Edmonton you can do you can get it like passes where you can get a family like you get a trip to the zoo and a trip to the space and science center and a trip to, you know, the John Jansen nature center and whatever. Um, and all you have to do is print them out and put them in an envelope and you know, that's great. And then, you know, obviously they still want something to open. I don't know. Marketplace with my niece. Oh yeah. You can buy things used. Um, and then with my niece last year, I bought them this little events pass and then I packaged it in a really cute little paper envelope. And then I made paper flowers out of like, paper scraps that I had at home because she loved her paper flowers and honestly they occupied her for just as long as you know the dollar store stuff in her stocking right yeah so 
that's mm-hmm. been my way around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I- the other thing um, there you can also, if we go back to the scarf, the ever-present scarf, you could also use a scarf and wrap it up oh, and just yeah. tie a little bow. I you can. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I've been gifted things that way, wrapped in scarves, and then I yeah. wrap them for other people and so on. And also when I was growing up, like wrapping in either uh, brown craft paper or, you know, like the comics, like the Sunday comics, the good ones that come in colors. Oh, yes. yes. I loved that when I was a kid, my, so I would unwrap it and keep the comics. My mom yes. had these... Um, cute little cotton um Christmas themed bags yes. and every single one of our presents always came in those bags. I had that same thing yeah. they were little cotton bags with yeah. a drawstring yeah. and, and yeah. here she still wraps her presents yeah. in those bags yeah I feel like I have an image of those and never once have experienced them at all like the the <laughs> cotton like Christmas like I feel like I have this image of like I know exactly what you're talking about never have I seen one in real life it's yeah. very sweet. It's cute. Super weird. And then it's a little tradition and you know your bag. You know, you know, yeah. that, yeah, that present is for you because it's in that bag. I don't yeah. know. I thought it was always so adorable. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to use the same stock in every year, you might as well get a gift bag and then just get your gift and the same thing as well. Yeah. And another thing you can. Sorry, the dog's barking. Yeah. <laughs> no, let him. <laughs> he's wiling out. Oh, he's going to. If he wants to be on, he can be on. It's fine. Let him let him give his two cents. Hello, friend. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. That's not a bad idea at no, all. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Anything else? No? Any other inputs, Elliot? <laughs> no, I think he's done. He's just kind of yeah. hiding. Cringe beat him pretty soundly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't like <laughs> <laughs> I held my breath. I was like. <laughs> it was off camera. It was yeah, It was up in the air. We didn't know. Like, oh, these girls are so cool. And then, like, in the last 30 seconds, we just dropped that we're animals. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. We love our animals. <laughs> um, another idea is you just, like, scrap the whole wrapping thing and just hide the presents around the house and make it, like, turn into a scavenger hunt. And then you still get the surprise factor without yeah. having to wrap it in anything. You yeah. Know? I like that. Think about yeah. it. Just like mix mix Easter and Christmas into one holiday. Like, what if you just kept all of your gifts in your closet and you didn't let anyone see them? And then on Christmas Day, you snuck out with them behind your back and slowly revealed them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> make it make it a show. Fantastic, guys. <laughs> I think that would be fun because you would just slowly be you know reaching behind your back and then revealing and going you know like an orange for you. And yeah. a, you know, <laughs> and and this way this way all the fun isn't like done in the morning you can like do like presents throughout the day little surprises like for the whole day so the whole day you can constantly sneak around just (laughs) hiding (laughs) (laughs) well all right this has been a blast this was fun i hope hope you both had fun too um this is this is was this your first podcasting debut okay well i hope there's many more because you guys are good at it um if any of the listeners feel like this is something that you know speaks to you or like you want to learn more about the replenish brand and what they're doing their instagram is at replenish.yeg so yeah Yeah, check them out yeah yeah, i i found this like super refreshing as well as not feeling like marketing is this like over analytical or this like it's not the same everywhere you go kind of thing and you can do it with a degree. You could also do it with not a degree in marketing. And it's like, it all works. 
and it's also like a whole new, like a whole different way of doing business. So I think we, we enjoyed getting that perspective too. I'm glad that it's mutual learning for this hour. So flattered. And, and whatever. We're so flattered and so excited that someone, I'm talking for myself, but I think probably for Kern too, so excited that someone cares what we have to say or, you know, that it would be considered podcast worthy. Well, and I hope that people are encouraged by this, like in terms of that it can be done and don't let anyone tell you that it can't. Mm-hmm. You and know? that you don't need to know anything about it no. to do it well. No, you don't. Just you know, if you believe in what you do and you believe in remaining ethical, then I think that speaks for itself. And especially these days, it shines pretty brightly, you know, any company I would see that I would actually like, well, that was very ethical. That stands out, <laughs> you know, and that's marketing in and of itself. So I think that's a beautiful place to leave it. I don't know, Janae, you have anything to add? No? All right. I think that's a wrap, people. Man, that was that was such a great conversation. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. I learned so much. And I'm also just fascinated that they're just like, we know nothing about marketing business and they're just like still killing it. Can yeah. you imagine? Like we're out here getting degrees in, in business and whatever. And they were like, we don't need that. <laughs> I'm I'm five years in. I feel like shit right now. <laughs> Seriously. Oh God. I will say though, it's like the marketing student in me when they're like, you don't need a business plan, oh, yeah, mission statement, none of that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. When they said yeah. you don't need you don't need to like know who your audience is or like try to reach out to this. Yes. Like what? What? <laughs> See, but like I'm on the opposite side of that because I feel like what scared me originally about marketing and why I never went into it at at first was because I was worried that it was gonna get taken over by like analytics and like that whole targeting thing is like you spend more time targeting and doing this and that as opposed to just like creating and mm-hmm. cre- like messaging and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I just found them super refreshing because they were like, eh, it doesn't really matter that much. And like, yeah, there's still that business side of like, if you can optimize it, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you optimize it? <laughs> <laughs> but then there's that human side. That's like it it doesn't really, does it need to be a hundred percent efficient or a hundred percent totally doing what it could do? Totally. Not necessarily. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. Kind of this like hyper control thing that we like, especially as like uni students, like we need to know mm-hmm. what we're doing. We need to know how we're doing it. Blah, blah, yes. blah. And these are an example more than any other that it's not necessarily like that. And the sooner we yeah. can let go of that, probably the better. Well, <laughs> that's also like not just being a student. That's the nature of marketing. Like you have to know all the inputs. Everything has to be like, that has to be like business reasons behind what you're doing. And mm-hmm. also you have to be you have to be able to measure all the outcomes and results. Like it's all very, very specific now. I mean, I think in the past, like when people watch like Mad Men, they're like, oh, it's fun. You get to be creative and all that stuff. But I think now it's mm-hmm. like, I think the, the the obsession of just like doing it perfectly kind of took away from the fun and the reasons I got into marketing in the first place. And now I'm like, how the hell am I going to try to keep it fun and not do all this like just unnecessary nitty gritty things in marketing? 
Mm-hmm. And that could play that could play into a bit of like a like a personal ethic, right? Like when we talk about ethical businesses, we think socially ethical, environmentally ethical. But yeah, I mean, we we could set up ourselves as like ethical workers or whatever. And it's yeah. like if True. that's too far for you, if if there's a certain part in the analytics and the you know what all of that mumbo jumbo that we are now capable of tracking and um and fixing mm-hmm. uh, if there's a certain line that you have where it's like this isn't this isn't where the joy is for me or this isn't where the value is for me then yeah. it's perfectly okay <clears throat> to draw that line there right and and run your work in a way that's like ethical in the sense to to what you want to do mm-hmm. that's true and like that's not in school the, maybe but in not the even real in school world. but like even like if if you do want to maintain like that ethical like goal you have you 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 kind of just like take yourself out of the running out of like any agency like because you mm-hmm. can't you, you don't decide your rules there the, yeah. the rules are decided for you that's also you true. know it's it's so tough it's so tough like unless like you, you're doing what they're doing which is just doing your own thing that sounds like it's the only solution just do your own thing and i'm i'm considering that more and more every day like i might just have to just like set up my own thing Mm -hmm. i want to if you want to if you want things done a specific way just do your own thing i think totally you kind of you have to believe that that kind of space is possible and um if it isn't there you got to work to create it like Sure, maybe you do take the time like in an agency so that you can kind of find your footing, gain those connections, all of that. And then when you know you're in a place where you're like, I have to, I have to move into this space. I have to create this for myself. Like when you get to that point, then, then go for it, you know? Yeah. And do you guys remember, I think it was, I forget who said it might've been Megan or Corinne, but one of those two, like, probably. Yeah, it had to be one of those. Two. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to take a wild guess. 50 50 shot here. Either um, either one of our guests really yeah, probably yeah. said it. <laughs> but like it all depends, like on like you you're never gonna do it perfectly. Like they said they slipped up and like they made mistakes in like selling products from like other producers who might not have been very honest with them, blah, 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 right? You're going to make mistakes. Like you're not going to be perfect and you can't expect to be perfect. Even the zero waste movement is not actually about zero waste. That's impossible, but it's about just doing your best. So even in our own journeys, as ethical as you want to be, you you cannot be perfectly ethical in your mm-hmm. career. Like it's, it's going to be tough. Like there's going to be moments where you do need the money. So you're going to take a job that might not align. Of course, you're going to feel like shit about it. You're going to try to avoid those situations. But I think at the end of the day, if like your goal and your long-term plan takes you to where you want to be and being like a more ethical marketer, a more conscious marketer, um, I think that's, I think that's uh, honorable in itself. I think you have to do it perfectly along the whole way. No way. Philosophers have lost their mind about (laughs) trying to get like ethics perfect. And you know, Mo from the University of Alberta is not gonna not gonna nail it. You know, uh, no speak offense. for yourself. Speak for yourself. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> don't don't put me don't put me in a box. Okay, I can I can figure it out if I wanna. Right. I mean, I think one of the one of the best points they made was, uh, it was about boundaries and mm-hmm. like if you if you set if you put 
uh, or not boundaries, barriers. If you put barriers in front of you, then then they're gonna affect you, right? And so it's like if if you set a, a whole bunch of barriers in their context, it was like business plan and all this stuff, and this is why yeah. it won't work, and this is why it won't work. Um, the more barriers you set, the more reasons there are not to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you know, yeah. If whoever's listening, if if you have this idea that you have, just do it. You Don't have our approval. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you have my you have my permission to do it. <laughs> Oh, don't try to think about all the specifics and all the crap that you're told needs to be ready before actually launching or starting a business. Just do it. You'll figure it out. They did. There's no reason you can't. And they're still and doing it. They're still figuring yeah. it out every day. Yeah. And when you think about the consequences of, um, let's say, pursuing your dream and failing versus just not trying at all and like... Don't you think that not trying at all is a lot more severe than kind of pursuing something and it goes a different direction? Like there's still so much more to gain than there is to lose. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't try to avoid failure, but you're really failing right off the bat. Yeah. You know, like if you really don't want to avoid failure, try it. You know, what's the worst is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. We're a podcast of dreamers. Sure are. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think it goes into like it kind of ties back into the whole if you ever feel like marketing becomes over analytical, it's you when you start to get into that process, there will be several reasons not to do this or that, like creatively or try this new thing because something you're doing already works or some or it you don't think it will work for whatever reason. But it also shows again that there is room for like intuition a little bit and kind of leading emotionally. I guess, yeah, in agencies, they set up the environment, but yeah, for them, I feel like they just kind of did what felt right. Did they know? Like they, they at the end were like, tell your friend. And they were like, oh, heck yeah, you remember that. Like they don't, mm. you know, like they're not the most wired on this stuff and they, yeah. you don't need to be. Exactly. Um, And I think that applies to marketing. I think that applies to life a little bit. Like, I think we have like guilt of like, we should be doing this this way, or we should be doing school this way. We should be doing career life this way. Yeah. Um, And even when you're really not feeling it and you're like, have to find a way to push through that or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there is room to not. (laughs) Of course. Look, if if you truly believe in a in an idea or like a movement or whatever, and there's truly a place for it out there, there's no reason why it can't work. And I, I they they want to like Corinne and and Megan put it to luck. Why they're succeeding? I don't think it's luck. Like they had Not a great a idea, and there was a like sorry for the buzzwords. There was a gap in the market for it. You know, like especially here. So if your idea, you truly believe in it. And you truly believe it's a good idea and there is a gap in the market out there it's gonna work like just you have to figure it out but there's no reason why you think it's gonna fail off the bat mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. man a lot yeah. to think about so much to think about has this been the marketing major podcast i believe so i think this has been the marketing major podcast thanks for listening people see you next time Wait, wait, before you go, wait, 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 before you go, before you go too far, 
at marketingmajor.mp3 on Instagram. We have a lot of fun over there. <laughs> yes. Thank you.